This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Radio on Wheels on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Each week we tow our mobile studio to a different location in Taranaki. We bring you local people, local stories, local events and local music. Radio on Wheels, a weekly show about your town. Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life. Kia ora and welcome to Radio on Wheels. My name's Michelle, and for those of you who are regular listeners, you might remember that we're a little bit um, sort of station-bound at the moment. We can't be taking the caravan out too much due to COVID, so we're making do with phone calls and Zoom calls. Uh, now, unless you've been hiding under a rock, you'll probably realise that at the moment we are smack bang in the middle of the Taranaki Garden Festival and also the Arts Trail. And hopefully you've managed to get out and see some of the gardens and visit some of the artists as well. We have so, so much talent here in our beautiful province that it just blows me away each and every year. Um, So today we're going to have a chat to a couple of the artists that are uh, showing their wares during the festival. And yeah, hope you enjoy it. So here we go. On Radio on Wheels today, we have someone who is very well known to the station and um, a lovely bloke and actually a very talented artist too. Welcome, Wayne Morris. Hello, Michelle. Thank you very much. How are you and how's it going for you, this arts trail business? Have you been busy? Actually, we've been really busy. I'm getting old and I'm getting tired. You know, I'm in bed by nine o'clock now after having these days, walk, walk, you know, talking to people. But it's been lovely. That's great. So, um, Wayne, I, I'm very familiar with your artwork. Um, you kind of get bits and pieces of junk and, and put it together and make something wonderful out of it. Is that how you would describe your art? That's that's the nicest way anybody's ever described my art. No, I mean, I, I describe it as taking junk and making more junk out of it. Mm. Well, people don't buy junk, though. People buy art. Yeah. And you actually do sell some of your art, I believe. Have you always been an artist, Wayne? Uh, I've always been inclined. Um, I suppose the answer is yes. I'm... I, I, I haven't always called myself an artist, but I've always liked to play with things. And it was mainly when I was young, we lived um, on the banks of Linmouth Park, which was then a dump. And so it it all started there. I would go down and get stuff out of the dump and mum and dad would tell me to take it back or get it out of the house. But um, yeah, so so that's kind of where it started, really, getting stuff out of a dump. That sounds like great fun. That sounds like a fantastic childhood. Um, but... Yes, yeah, it, it was, but it was kind of like it never left me. That was the problem. It just stayed with me the whole time. So, 
So, yep, so here we are today making art out of stuff from dump. And so you're retired from your, your previous job, aren't you? So is this something that you can do full-time now? I, I, I could. I, cho- I choose not to because it's... Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's a bit, it's a bit like any artist. It's I don't want to make it into a job. I want to keep some fun in it. I want to enjoy doing it. So, doing it full time, I've never really thought about. I mean, at times leading up to the arts trail, yes, it becomes full time just to sort of get a a bunch of stuff. But otherwise, it just becomes. Oh, I, I think I can make this out of that, so I go to the shed and do it. So does. Is that how the process works? Do you look at something and think, oh, that looks a bit like an owl or that looks a bit like a fish? Or do you start off thinking, I need to make a fish, let me find some pieces that will work? No, no, the first one. I have friends who ring up and say, look, I've got um, some junk for you. I think they just use me as an excuse (laughs) to not pay their their, their dump fees. But out of it, you know, there's something that says, yeah, oh, that looks like a dog or that looks like a fish or that looks like a bird um, and then just play with it from there. So, And to do that, you need a whole lot of junk anyway because if I have an idea, I want to see it through. I don't want to have to go looking for junk. That's why my shed looks like a tip. Well, actually, it doesn't look like a tip at the moment. It looks like a, a proper gallery, really. You've had a bit of a tidy up, haven't you? Yes, I have. I must admit that. Simply, simply for health and safety reasons, it would have been a health hazard otherwise. That's for sure. So, Wayne, how do you? Th- how important do you think things like the arts trail are for local artists? Well, I mean, I think they're really important to local artists. It gives them a chance to be exposed to an audience that they would not have otherwise been exposed to. I mean, people coming in from all over the place. And I've been surprised that even with COVID um, happening, we're still getting the numbers through, but they're coming up from the bottom of the island and the South Island rather from Hamilton and Auckland. So mm. so from that point of view, the exposure is important. Um, I gather people are selling stuff. Um, that's always important to an artist, especially a full-time one. And uh, And I think it's also important to the community. I mean, bringing people in, just to have a look and see what Taranaki has to offer, I think is a, just another important part of it. And combined with the Garden Festival, it seems to be very successful. Mm, indeed. You mentioned um, just before our call, you mentioned that you had a, a, a you know, a busload of people. I'm assuming it was a smallish bus, Wayne. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but there's lots of groups that, that go around to the gardens and the... Um, the art studios aren't there. It's not not so often that you get just one person wandering in. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the largest numbers have been ones and twos and threes and fours. There's been a couple of um, busloads who I think come up mainly looking for gardens, but mm. it's nice for, that they pop in and look at some art things as well. Um, so you know, because I mean, some of the art up here is is stuff that you put in the garden, and so I made yes. a couple of sales from garden people who wouldn't necessarily go looking at art places so it's been good from that point of view Excellent, I imagine a lot of your art Wayne um, probably doesn't really fit in a handbag does it a lot of it is bigger pieces (laughs) (laughs) that you might need to It it would be a very big handbag (laughs) In in fact one of the the women who bought um, a bird on a big, long steel stand, she said, oh, God, how am I going to get this on the bus? 
<laughs> so it's kind of like I said, well, you bought it. I guess that's your problem. It's now your problem. Yeah, so, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's wonderful. So, um, and also your wife has um, is an artist, and she's got her studio open at the moment too. You better give a little plug to 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 the lady yeah. indoors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is Sarah's first time in the arts trail, uh, and uh, and she's yeah, well, she's been having great successes. She's sold out of some things, so she's busily making more because we've got the next, you know, next weekend coming up right. as well. So no, no, she's 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 chuffed, and um, you know, and we keep separate studios so we don't get in each other's way and each other's messes. So it's um, so. And and Sarah's doing jewellery, so that is something that can can fit in a handbag. So perhaps the people that yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't fit your beautiful garden yep. art um, can find room for a, a beautiful pair of earrings or something like that. So it's quite yep. a, a symbiotic yep. relationship, yep. I think, Wayne. Absolutely, we don't mind if somebody takes a big chunky bird and a nice pair of earrings away. That will suit us both fine. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you better remind us where you are, Wayne, and what hours you're open for the next, um, well, for the rest of the, the um, festival, I suppose. Where can people yep. find you? We are at 693 Carrington Road, which is not very far up Carrington Road from the roundabout at Vogeltown. Um, the orange flag will be out, and we've put some... Um, cones to direct people on the way although the wind is blowing all the cones over at the moment so but that's easing down and uh, we'll be open from 9.30 till 4.30 what is today from Thursday, Today's Friday, Thursday. Saturday, Sunday yeah Excellent. that's right but th Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and, uh, and then we'll probably close up and shut the door up and don't want to see anybody for ages yeah, fair enough. I'm sure there's a lot of artists and, in fact, gardeners that are feeling like that or will feel like that at the end of the festival. So, hey, um, congratulations yep. on, on um, your artwork because I did come and visit on the weekend and, as always, I was I was very impressed. Um, so congratulations and um, all the best for the rest of the Arts Trail. Thank you, Michelle. Nice talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. See ya. Bye.
Our next guest on Radio on Wheels is the lovely Benita Bigham coming to us via the phone from Manaya. And you've got some exciting news to share with us. Welcome, Benita. Kilda, thank you, Michelle. Appreciate your time today. We do have some exciting news uh, here in Manaya, and we hope something that will be of interest to the whole of uh, Taranaki, especially in the art space. We have managed to secure gallery space here in our beautiful little township um, with a focus on on being able to present Māori art and work by Māori artists who either whakapapa to an iwi here in Taranaki or a Māori and live in our here producing beautiful artworks. So this space is dedicated to, as I said, Māori artists and Māori art forms. And uh, we managed to get open on Saturday to align with the Garden Festival and the Arch Trail. However, it is a permanent space for us now. So um, at the end of this week, we'll be reassessing and doing a bit of organising uh, and looking at when we open again and how often we open. But just, yeah, really enjoying letting people know that we're on the landscape and um, that we're here for the future too, for people to access high-quality, wonderful uh, for Māori driven and focused artwork. That sounds wonderful and it also sounds like it's all sort of come together exactly as it should. The space that you're in at the moment, what what is that space? What was there before the gallery? So in, in Manaya here we've had a, there's a block of three shops which are opposite the Bandratunda as you're going around the Bandratunda mm-hmm. um, and those shops replaced an old block of shops many, many years ago uh, and it, it's been different, um, of different use in different times. So at the moment, we're in the very middle shop of the three. There is a hairdressing salon to one side, which has been there for a very, very long time. Um, and also on the other side, currently, we have one of our other cousins who is a mortgage broker who has taken up the other side. So we're in the middle. Uh, the last few years, it's been a second hand shop in the middle there where we now are. But prior to that, I was also in there using it as a study, studio study space while I was doing master's study. So we've also been in there and exhibited before, which is why it's not a new space to us, but we have renewed our presence in that space. And when I say we, mm. um, at, the, at, the, at our instigation about three, just over three years ago, we called ourselves Toi or Taranaki Kite Tonga, which was a an artist, a Māori arts collective for here in South Taranaki um, because that's where our funding was coming from, from the local creative community scheme from South Taranaki District Council. So we thought we'd keep the focus, you know, tight Mm -hmm. so that we could ensure that we could deliver on our outcomes. Uh, But since then, our, our reach and our impact and our interest has come from our whānau all around the Maunga, um, which has been wonderful because everyone, uh, has a connection through to Parihaka, which is within our South Taranaki Rohe anyway. So by default, we're here for everybody around the Maunga. So the name may change in future uh, iterations, but at the moment, that's that's who we are. That's wonderful. And how many artists roughly are involved, Benita? So at the moment in the gallery, we've probably got work for maybe 10 or so um, artists that I can think of off the top of my head and this exhibition which we've called Te Kohinga is literally it's, it's been about the kohi of the artwork it's been about collecting artworks that we could at such short notice mm. because we've only just secured the building 
Um, so it literally was a scramble between a few of us to uh, access artworks from other exhibitions, other re recent exhibitions that our Māori artists have participated in, or from our own homes, um, you know, beautiful artwork that we could put into the space to to make it attractive and interesting for our visitors. So this exhibition literally is a uh, just a small one, probably as I say, about 10 or so of us, but over the three years that we've been active, uh, we've had, this is now our seventh exhibition, and we'd like to estimate that we've had at least 30 or 40 different artists over that time contribute to exhibitions. Um, so yeah, we, we, like, we like to think that we're um, open and accessible to anyone who has work to contribute. And I just have to add too that, you know, it's really heartening today that we've got in our current exhibition work by our niece, uh, Mahuki Maraikura, who is just five. And oh. this is her third exhibition. So she was three when she started putting work into our exhibitions. She's now five. And another niece, uh, Irina Frierson, is now 13. She was just 10 when she started exhibiting. Um, and that sits alongside works of our fabulous and wonderful and well-established artists like Gabriel Bells, uh, Maria Brockhill, and in the past we've had work by Rangi Kepa. Um, sitting alongside these these new artists coming through. So we're really enjoying being able to just provide opportunities for our people to um, to get together. And we have regular wānanga, we get together and we create. It's just mm. a space to be together as artists in a creative environment and then to exhibit. So it's, um, yeah, it's really awesome. We're non-political, we are pan-iwi, we don't have any other... Uh, intentions or expectations other than to provide these opportunities for our artists and for the viewing public. That's beautiful and I, I really love that co-papa for those um, young nieces who are exhibiting um, and have exhibited with you before. I mean how empowering is that? How do they feel when they see their work up on the wall? Yeah, very, very proud. And they should be because mm. even in this three years, you know, we see the evolution of this work and um, Mahuki is always, you know, really proud to see her work there and her mm. whanau are really proud. And, and we're just ecstatic to think that, you know, she will be hopefully um, being in a better place in terms of being able to ex express her creativity than many of us uh, older ones have been where we sort of felt our creativity creativity got squashed somewhat so we're really keen for that not to happen with our younger generations coming through that they are able to see reflections of themselves um, and that the value of their creativity uh, is amplified in the public mm -hmm. in the public setting so yeah we've had wonderful feedback from people who are impressed that we've got such young exhibitors and they're not the only ones we've had um, you know Tamariki from other other kura um, participate as well, so we're really keen to reinforce and strengthen those relationships with our young, up and coming artists because, you know, the world is theirs and they should be able to see themselves reflected and should be able to feel joy throughout their lives from the production of of artworks. That's that's just beautiful to hear, and you know, the the very act of having your work in an exhibition, kind of. Um, grants you license to call yourself an artist and and you know we're all artists in different ways aren't we but we don't always see that in ourselves so that's um very empowering and very important um particularly for our tamariki but also for for adults 
um, who, you know, might have had teachers back in the day that said nasty things about their art. <laughs> I'm yes. speaking from experience yes. here. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree. And um, I speak often about my journey back from, um, you know, a, a, a big mental breakdown was through the arts and that art, art literally saved my life. So I'm quite um, open about the fact that uh, I had those tendencies squashed out of me as a as a teenager um, for all the wrong reasons where people thought they knew where I should be and where I should be turned out making me quite ill in the long run. So, yeah, I'm I'm really encouraging of everyone, anyone, whatever age, if, if creating makes you happy, then that's all that matters. Um, and having the opportunity to express yourself and, and exhibit in these kinds of ways, especially for uh, our tamariki, is really, really important. So we, we're excited to have this space and we're excited about the potential for the future. Oh, it sounds wonderful, Benita. And can you tell us what, what sort of artwork we're likely to see? Is it all all paintings or have we got some... Um, oh, we've got, a, we've got a good mixture. So yeah. in, in this exhibition at the moment, and we're open between 10 and 4 um, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, this particular exhibition closes on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, we have works by Maria Brockel, uh, her beautiful ceramic and clay works. Uh, we have, I've got a couple of cut cut, pa uh, sorry, cut paper pieces in there. Mm -hmm. We've got multimedia pieces, paintings, um, some carvings, some carving work by a couple of our wonderful carvers. Um, and, mm, what else is in there? Uh, beautiful weaving, beautiful examples of, of raranga. So it is a real... A mixture of different things as I said it's a collection of different things but uh, we hope that moving into the future we'll be able to do the same sort of thing and and leading up to Christmas we intend to have lots of items for sale so we'll be advertising those in due course as well that people can come and do some shopping and support some local artists and pick up some beautiful Māori art leading up in the month potentially leading up to Christmas. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So we're open Friday, Saturday and Sunday of this week from 10 till 4. And will That's it be great. open during the week usually or are we still working out those details? We're still working out those details. <laughs> it was just a scramble to get there by Saturday and get oh. the doors open by Saturday. Oh, I um, love that we, you guys did that. Within the, yeah, <laughs> and, no, and no advertising, we just... One of our members had a had a flag, beautiful pink flag with art on it. So we stuck that out the front, and that's been really our advertising apart from Facebook. So we don't have a Facebook page, we don't have a website yet. We just thought we'd get ourselves out there, which and the reception's been fantastic. So you know, we we're, we're figuring there must be some sort of demand, and people are appreciating seeing the work. So long mm. may that continue. Absolutely. And I've, you know, personally, I was out um, viewing some gardens and some art studios last weekend, and I was pleasantly surprised by the number of people around. And also, I thought that perhaps it would be mainly local people, but I did meet um, quite a number of people from, you know, all around the country, really. And that was um that was lovely because I know a lot of the artists were worried that nobody would turn up and that, you know, they were going to have to be yes. sitting in their studios all by themselves. And, um, yeah, so it's wonderful to see so many people out and about. And um, your lovely pink flag, I'm sure, will draw people in. So what a, what a great <laughs> way to launch. 
Yes, yes, it was fully, fully boots, boots and all in with, um, you know, no, no cares and no accountability. We just thought we'd get it, we'd get in there and we'll work it out as we go. But we've been heartened by the response and grateful for the feedback. So, yeah, we look forward to great things to come. Excellent. So if you're out and about um, Friday, Saturday or Sunday, uh, make a stop in Manaya and go and have a look at the new gallery there. Big pink flag outside and the exhibition is called Te Kohinga. Is that right? Te Kohinga. That's, Te yes, Kohinga. that's correct. Like, I'm trying to get my pronunciation right, but I'm still a work Kilda. in progress. <laughs> Bonita Begum, thank you so much for joining us today, and I wish you all the very best, and, and your fellow artists, the very best for um, the new adventure. Kia ora, ngā mahi, ngā mahi nui, kia koutou. Thank you, everybody. Now have a fabulous rest of the week, and yeah, we look forward to um, spending more time together in this creative art space. Kia ora tato. Slam the door.
Welcome back to Radio on Wheels. My name's Michelle. That was a song called The Usual by Wellington band Corduroy. Now we're going to bring you back to Taranaki and today we're talking to some of the artists who are involved in the Taranaki Arts Trail. We have so far met Wayne Morris and Benita Bigham and now we're going around to Tataramaika and we're going to be speaking to Potter Janine Page. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> it's really nice to talk to you, Janine. Now, um, I imagine that you've been pretty busy with the Arts Trail. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your particular art form? Uh, well, I'm a potter. I work from a studio in Tataraimaka, which is just out of Oakura, um, along the State Highway 45. So I've got a little pottery studio out there, and basically I make domestic wear, so stoneware, um, like for kitchens, like colanders and salad bowls and useful things like cups and mugs and the likes. So, yeah, that's what I do. And and you've been doing this for quite some time now, haven't you? How did you discover making pottery? Um, discovered pottery when I was a kid at school, I suppose. Oh, did I did you? it when... Yeah, with um, uh, the education board used to come round and teach it in the primary schools, and that's where I first started doing it. We did raku with, um, you know, in people's backyards and played with clay and made all sorts of things when I was at central school. So very small, and I just suppose I always wanted to go back to it, and I did. <laughs> so, yeah, educations that last for lifetimes. Yeah, and yeah. and would you call yourself self-taught, or did you do some training of some sort? Um, I would say I learnt at the Potters Club in New Plymouth, um, and there was some amazing tutors that were there that would do night classes. So basically, I just went to night classes. I don't know how long for, but um, it was back in maybe two thousand and five. I started and. Yeah, I've just gone on from there and got a wheel at home and then, yeah, just kept going. I didn't stop. <laughs> you didn't stop. Is it something, you know, I'm always fascinated by um, how artists can, or if artists can sort of make a, a decent living out of their art. And I love that your the pottery that you make, Janine, is so practical and useful. So, um you know, do you make a, a reasonable living from doing what you love? Um, well, I've, I work for other artists as well and I do other contract work for other people. Um, but, I, yeah, I think 
there is a lot of design stores and a lot of outlets out there to support artists to get their work out. So at the moment, I'm stocking a lot of shops around the country. And um, yeah, there's just such a demand at the moment for New Zealand made products. And um, my stuff is 100% New Zealand um, clay as well. Ah. So I've got New Zealand, um, you know, what do you call that? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, product and sourced from New Zealand. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's great to hear that um, New Zealand products are really in demand these days. Um, yeah, and I guess things like the Arts Trail really help to get people excited about sort of bespoke gifts and that sort of thing because you know there's a people do a lot of online shopping and stuff when they're um you know in lockdowns and that sort of thing but there's nothing quite like actually going to visit um an artist in their studio and having a look and going oh that's unique I'll, I'll you know that'll make a great christmas present for someone yeah and i think you get a deeper sense of what you're buying as well because you yeah. get to talk to the artists and you see them in their place and you see how much it means to them to be making the product so there's this whole little relationship that goes on where i mean i've just had a week of it i've had a week of people coming into my studio and it's just gorgeous it's really lovely because you see how much people appreciate the fact that you're in this small space producing a product and they can see that you are actually making it and they can see the whole process from start to finish of how that thing is made and it, I think that's really important to me as well that people see that you know you're not just buying a piece of ceramics from somewhere else and painting it or mm. whatever like the whole process from the clay to the finished product it happens in the one space it's oh, amazing, really, isn't it? And you know, I suppose pottery is, you know, one of the oldest crafts, really, isn't it? There's, there's um, been people making vessels for a very, very long time. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important to me, is because I think how long this, is this going to be around for, and it's going to oh. be good. Oh. <laughs> it kind of encourages, you know, you know that pottery lasts, can last forever. So you kind of think, oh well, I better make something decent if I'm making something that's so permanent. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, this is uh, this is a bit off topic, but I'm going to say it anyway. I remember being in India years and years and years ago, and um, catching trains, and the the chai wallas used to come along into the trains and sell you cups of tea, but they were in little pottery cups, and when you were finished with your cup of tea, you just threw it out the window, and it smashed on the the train tracks and returned back to the earth, and I just that really captured me. I just loved so much um, the fact that you weren't drinking out of a, you know, a plastic when, ware or anything like that. It was actually real pottery. When was that, Michelle? Oh, look, it was a long time ago. So, um, okay, well, 1995 it was. Okay. So since 1995, I think India changed to plastic, but mm. because of the sustainability thing mm. they've changed back to those pottery marks so that they've gone back so they're doing it again it's all part of the india sustainability thing i read an article about it recently so it's not off topic at all it's totally legit oh, it's like that is so beautiful to hear oh i'm so yeah. thrilled with that because it was it was just such a unique um 
such a beautiful feeling to be drinking out of these very crude, actually, little little yeah. cups that you know were never supposed to last for more than one one drink. It was great. Yeah, I don't think they're properly fired. I think they're no. only burst. so yeah, yeah, must absorb a bit of liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, eh? Oh, Hopefully so people cool. don't smash mine and just throw them out windows. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. But, you know, when you shop in op shops and things like that, you often find really neat pieces of pottery as well that, that um, you know, have obviously been in, perhaps been in someone's family for years and then they've passed away or whatever. And then I've found some amazing pieces of pottery that way. And it's so exciting to sort of turn turn over a bowl or a vase or something and see the, the maker's mark in there. Yeah, well, that's kind of what inspired me as well because, you know, New Zealand pottery had a huge movement and now the only place that you can find good New Zealand pottery, apart from on Trade Me or whatever, but mm. like the op shops and you'd get a beautiful bowl and I was like, well, I want to I be able to make these beautiful bowls again because, you know, they're so good to find in an op shop, but like wouldn't it be nice to be able to buy them new? Like you. just get one instead of hunting for them. So a lot of the stuff that I make is um, the similar or they're the old New Zealand glazes, they're the old New Zealand recipes. So they have a lot of um, similarity to um, what what is what does turn up in the op shops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so part of my uh, ignorance, but when you talk about the glazes, do you do you make up your own glaze or is it something that you just buy from Bunnings or how does that work? No, so all my glazes are sourced from New Zealand rocks. Mm. So they're all old New Zealand recipes from potters that used to work with. Um, a lot of the the glaze comes from um, Mount Messenger, Paraninae. Um, it's the whole of that mudstone is crumbling and falling, and that rock makes the glaze that, ah. the, um, that all my work is um, glazed in. So all the colours come from New Zealand geology. Uh, geology. I'm retired. Yes, yeah. geology, yeah. not geography. It's the <laughs> middle of the arts trail, Janine. I'm sure you've been uh, having a really busy week. So, um, well, I've we been might talking all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we might let you off the hook there. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, if you haven't already been out there to Janine's pottery studio it is quite a bijou space is it not um <laughs> it's not too many yeah. people can go in there at a time but um it's really worth having a look and and seeing janine at work so um maybe you'd like to yeah. make a visit over the weekend I, I, i'm presuming you're open over the weekend what are the hours janine uh within 9 30 to 4 30 over okay. the weekend from tomorrow so friday saturday sunday I have been open all week, which I didn't know was in the book that I was open for ten days, but we have been, and there's been lots of people through the week. So, wow, yeah, that's that's great to hear because it was a little bit, you know, I know a few of the artists were a bit uncertain about whether it would all go ahead and and how many people would turn up, but um, I was out and about last yeah. weekend, and and it was there was lots of people checking out gardens and and artist studios, so it was great to see. And there's a really good ice cream shop just around the corner from my studio so oh down at the beach so, there yeah on um on the road uh that fort st george is on yes um, yes yes so if you want to leave town and go get ice cream come to my studio and i will tell you the secret um <laughs> <ice cream location. laughs> 
it's amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. It's, it's kept me. It's kept me well fed over the last few years. good stuff hey thanks so much for your time Janine and um, all the best for the rest of the arts trail thanks Michelle see ya and that is it for Radio on Wheels this week and that was a virtual trip to some art studios that are part of the arts trail hope you enjoyed it as much as I did thanks to our guests um, Wayne Morris, Benita Bigham and Janine Page and I don't know about you guys but I'm pretty excited about this coming weekend, the gardens are open the artist studios are open um, and so let's let's get out there and support our local artists and our gardeners as well and maybe you can do a bit of Christmas shopping while you're at it I'm sure our artists would really appreciate your efforts to buy local so that's it for us this week um, thank you to our supporters we have the toy foundation and also the lottery grants commission for keeping our wheels turning my name's michelle and i will be back next week Kakite. this show was made at access radio taranaki in new plymouth thanks to new zealand on air for more local content search for accessradiotaranaki.com